0: Today on episode number 721 of the School of Podcasting. What the heck is Pod It? What the heck can podcasters learn from Michael Jordan? What is such a cool editing tool that I need to bring it back and say, you might want to check that one out. And what's coming up at the School of Podcasting? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your host. Award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code at uh, listener, I had to think about that one for a second, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, uh, that'll give you a uh, 20% discount on either a monthly or yearly subscription my way of saying thanks for being here. It is a new month, speaking of coupon codes, and uh, if you're new to the show, I work for Libsyn. Now, this is not an official Libsyn podcast. Libsyn is the largest, oldest, biggest, baddest podcast media hosting company, and if you use the coupon code SOPFREE, you get all of May free and all of June free. And Libsyn, by the way, is spelled L-I-B- S Y N. And it's kind of interesting because sometimes I come on here and say, I think this is going to be a long show this week. I'm going, Hey, you know what I've been doing? Going behind the scenes of the school of podcasting and updating a bunch of videos. I probably made 14 videos in the last two days. And you figure those all take about an hour a piece, something like that. And uh, so what I have is an interview and I'm, I'm getting involved with tools around the podcasting space. You'll hear more about this in the future, but the one I met this guy at She Podcast Live last year, back when we could go to events, and uh, Brent's a nice guy, and we got to talking, and I said, oh, we should have you on the show. And so if you're a person that either wants to be a guest on a podcast or you are looking for guests on a podcast there are many places that do this and this is one that's trying to be the best at this and for me i get a lot of email in people either asking me and i've talked about this how i get horrible pitches all the time that you know they're pitching real estate people to my weight loss show and i'm like that makes no sense whatsoever and so i can the the whole kind of concept of Pot It is to kind of take some of that away. And so, if we ask the question, what is Pot It? Well, that was my first question when I brought Brent from Pot it on the show. Well, joining me via Squadcast, if you've ever wondered what the heck is Pot it, you're going to find out today. Joining me is Brent Basham. Brent, thanks for coming on the show, buddy.
1: Absolutely. And that's a great question because I've often wondered what the heck
0: is Pot it myself. <laughs>
1: so. Well, oh, the cool have thing, to figure it out. So
0: yeah, well, the cool thing is you you have podcasted in the past, so you're not one of these people that kind of is like, hey, podcasting looks like something we could cash in on and have no idea what they're doing and that whole nine yards. So that's always cool. But what inspired you to start Pod it?
1: So the short version is I was a podcaster for maybe a little over two years. Numerically, it was spanned three years, and we did a lot of guest shows. I Had a lot of great guests on my show, but you know there was a lot of challenges in that. And as podcasters we're kind of pressed for time. Most of us, we didn't make a lot of money with the show. We dabbled in Patreon and all the typical tropes of, you know, the podcast world. And, you know, so at at some point though, Again, I was raising three kids, so the podcast something had to give, right? Because there's an opportunity cost in everything we do, and at some point, it just became too much for us, and we took a air quote break, and and then we haven't been back on mic. You're still you on, break. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we had tech backgrounds, and that was sort of originated out of me talking with a colleague, a friend, but a coworker, and somebody I'd gone back to school for for computer science, and so. At some point, we started, you know, we're still fan of the space. We still paid attention to what was going on and all that, have friends. And we realized this is a big pain point but on both sides. And there's like a lot of little nuanced pain points, too. And there's not really a great solution out there. So we at some point just decided to jump off the deep end. We got a couple of people involved and we said, let's see if we can. We don't know if we can, but let's see if we can solve this importantly around our jobs and see if we can make this easier for everybody, because there's all these disjointed tools If we could figure out a way to make this easier, we give the podcasters back their time and their voice stays in the world. My digital dad show may be still in the world right now. Granted, that wasn't the only factor, but it was definitely a factor.
0: So what's the the biggest pain point you think it solves? The goal is for it to be
1: the best way to connect for your next podcast interview. But there's a lot of facets to that on each side of the mic. Right now, it's really, as you can imagine, as you're building a network and you're trying to build it around the idea of discovery, when it's new, it's kind of useless because there's only a few people there. And then when you further break that down for, okay, we've got a couple hundred people in there, but then how relevant is that to Dave Jackson's show and his category? And hit, right. So it starts, so the discovery aspect will continue to be better and better over time. And that's why we really had a big focus on making sure there was a good free version. So it's valuable to people so we could fill up the network. So that's what we're doing right now. And also being able to apply back and forth. You know, we had seen a couple of things out there with relation to like guest directories and things like that, but there wasn't a place where you could have your podcast on there and people apply to your show. People are using email, they're using Google Forms, and we're moving a direction to really try to solve that pain point for podcasters where they can push everything to our platform, use our platform to coordinate and integrate like the scheduling and all the different parts of it. It could be the central place for coordination of the interview and all the details and reminders. And there's a lot of things there, details there, but at the end of the day, we want to make it really easy for the podcaster to be able to use the network independent of the discovery piece. And that's what we're working on right now. And that way we know if if that works, some of the guests they interact with will want to join, will want to upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole platform works for everybody.
0: So walk me through like a typical transaction you're your podcaster a and you've got this thing and you like so basically you
1: have a profile you when you go in there and you set it up and we've worked to have a really simple onboarding process and you can add your show and you add yourself and we've worked to make that really simple and fast and then you can further edit that to make it better and have a better first impression etc But the idea is that you have like a personal page, which is like your guest page, and you have a podcast page. And they're connected together. So if I go on there and search for Dave Jackson, I'll find Dave Jackson. I see a little apply button. I click to apply to Dave, to get Dave on my show or invite Dave on my show. And then it'll ping you with an email and you go in there and you can see that. And then you you guys can go back and forth and say, cool. Well, the nice thing is, I skipped a step there, is when I see Dave Jackson, of course, your name is out there so people know who you are and they know they want you on your show, but a lot of people don't have that luxury. So they can easily click on the profile, see all their social media, they can listen to back past episodes, they can look at a YouTube video. So for me, when I was doing it, it was really hard because I was going on Amazon, I was chasing websites around, it was just trying to figure out who might be on my show. Now, granted, like I said, some of that becomes relevant as more people join the network, but the ones that are in there, we have some fantastic, credible people um, in there that are may if they're a fit for you, their qualifications are perfect. So it enables you to quickly identify, are they right for my show, invite them, and then we're working on those next pieces to where you can coordinate that whole effort from there. So it stops there now and you just sort of chat back and
0: forth. But as okay. we move forward, it'll continue to take some steps past that. Does it work the other way? What if I see a show? And I want to be on that show because that's that's a pain point I have because I have people that contact me who my, my favorite. I had somebody who sells real estate mm-hmm. and they wanted to be on this show and talk about real estate. And I'm like, I don't know if you noticed, but um not, not a lot of real shape. estate talk here. It's yeah. like, yeah. But is that an option if I'm looking to be a, a guest on somebody's show? Yeah. In fact, that's one of our biggest
1: things is that the nice thing is if you go there and you see those shows, by and large, and I can't say 100%, but a very, very high percent of the ones in there are there because they're looking for guests. So now there's different levels of this because a lot of that is largely newer podcasters because they need guests. You have a different pain point as an existing podcast where you're trying to manage all these inbound requests. And that's problem one. And problem two is identify the ones in that that might actually be a good fit for your show. and not manage threads of emails and all this other kind of stuff. So yeah, we're working towards some things to where you'll be able to stick a little link on your website, point it over here. They go through the little hoop of signing up. But again, it's like a couple of clicks. And if they don't want to do that, what we've heard from podcasters is that's fine. They don't have to be on my show. If they're not willing to do that little bit of due diligence... And also when they get to your podcast page, there's episodes right there in the page to click and listen to. So if they haven't listened to your show, then you obviously they don't even have a lot of effort to put forward to be on your show,
0: you know, stuff so you, like that. So you can also, again, I'm an old musician. There used to be a cover charge in some cases with some mm-hmm. some bars and your true fans would pay the five bucks to get in the door and the others wouldn't. So this could actually be kind of like a little baby cover charge, which again, it's it's free to them to to mm-hmm. sign up. But it's like, hey, here's one thing you have to do. And I I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, this gets all that communication of, well, what's good for you in scheduling is now on your platform and keeps my inbox kind of free of all that stuff so I can focus on, whatever, you know, the more important conversations that are going on in email. Is that
1: correct? Absolutely. And that's actually one of the things we're digging into now is how do we really flesh that out so that that side of it's really valuable to you? You could quickly, maybe you want to dog or earmark one that says, well, that one might be a good one, but I can't contact them right now. And so you pin them and you've got a little management piece that allows you to do that. And again, out of your inbox, because, oh, my gosh, trying to sort through your inbox to find stuff. It was a it was a huge pain for me. What else does Podit do? That's the core. I mean, we really want yeah. to be the best way to connect for your next interview. That's the whole idea. I keep nice. saying that just because I'm reinforcing it in my own mind to make sure we serve that purpose. Um, it's not, it's not a plug. But we want to make sure we serve that purpose. And I mean, there's a lot we can do and we're iterating. We just scaled up the team from four to seven. We're going to do some meet the team sessions in our Facebook group so everybody can just get a sense that it's not just the mouthpiece of me. There's actually real people, really cool, smart people behind me helping us helping us work. Not even behind me, beside me, um, helping us work for co-founders. And we really, the vision of it, and it's a grind, you know, it really is to build something like this. We've never done this before, but we see that we've had a very high percentage. We've had over 300 interview bookings already. It's, it's getting traction given that it's so small. The numbers are really encouraging. And we just seeing what we can build and seeing what we can solve for podcasters. And also, by the way, as a podcaster on that side, you're not going to pay for the tool. Like it's just free because mm-hmm. it's your platform. And we know that the platform can be propped up by the guests wanting to take advantage of our everybody's respective platform. So the monetization can work from the people trying to get the ROI on our
0: platforms. Got it. So let's talk about that. The if, if somebody is paying for this, how much is it? And then what do they get for that?
1: Mm, I'm going to give you an exclusive. We're about to change the pricing, partially because of COVID and partially because we're kind of in beta. We're going to go down to 19 a month and then there's going to be some very aggressive six month and annual, like very aggressive because we really want to invest in the people who want to invest in us and believe in us so and we're probably going to do a grandfathering thing there too so it'll just be forever even though we know our prices are going to go up in the future so that's where we're at and what that gets you is basically two big buckets it's a profile upgrade so that basically lets you get a, make a better first impression so when people land on your profile you could have like your own custom header your own you can have embedded past and again this is only on the guest side but the podcast side is free you could have past interviews embedded so they could listen to you you could have your YouTube video embedded right there. So the idea is that when somebody lands on you, you're going to get a higher rate of success because your profile is better and some options. And then it's also going to enable you to surface to the top a bit more in terms of all over the website as we start sending out targeted emails and say, hey, Dave, we think you would probably like these guests. And so it won't be completely 100% just on the paid side, but it it will influence the algorithm because we have a responsibility to make sure that as we go the targeting is the most important thing, that the relevancy to you is the most important thing. Right. But within that, the paid tier will
0: get priority. Yeah, because you have to eat. As much as people think bandwidth is free, coding is definitely not free and oh, time is not free. <laughs> no, if,
1: if the reality is if we're going to deliver on what we're trying to build for everybody, we need income to do it. This is yeah. just the reality. you know. But I think that people will be pleasantly surprised at the value.
0: That's, that's the goal. And the website is podit, that's P-O-D-D-I-T net. And uh, if they want to, like, do you have tutorials or what's, uh, if somebody's like, what's the onboarding process?
1: So there is a, it, the onboarding process is just step, 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 and you're in and you're ready to go. We have had, in fact, we were at PodFest, just to give you a quick example, and met a guy at lunch, And then later that evening, we saw him and he said, dude, I already got my first person wanting to interview. I went back to the room, set it up. I got somebody. So Stuff like that's really encouraging to us. We do have some stuff on YouTube and we're about to, we're going through major revisions right now. Like I said, we scaled the team. So tutorials is on the list in terms of fleshing that out, making it look a bit more professional. Right now it's a screen share, but we have, you can always reach out to me personally. and I will hand guide you through the thing.
0: It's our baby, (laughs) you know? I mean, we we want you to be successful with it. Absolutely. Well, Brent? Buddy, again, the website, PODIT, that's P-O-D-D-I-T dot net. Thanks for your time and thanks for helping to help podcasters get organized, clear out their inbox and uh, find great guests, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for the time and, and for what you do with the show, Dave.
0: Thank you. Turns out PODIT has a affiliate program. So if you want to check this out, com slash PODIT. PODIT is P-O-D-D-I-T. So I went out today and played with Potted. Again, you can play with it for free. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 721, you can see a video I did where I kind of speed things up. It really doesn't take much. And the thing I love about this is the fact, and again, he even mentioned you could do this in a Google form. He's just trying to get it all in one place. And that is a questionnaire for your guests. Now, some people, the questionnaire is simply, do you have a pulse? Yes. Then you can be on my show. And I'm like, "Mm, not sure that's such a great strategy. And so I started thinking about what questions would I maybe want to put on my questionnaire? Because I actually made a couple, I made one little page for the School of Podcasting and I made one for the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And I've already got, I use a tool called Text Expander school of podcasting.com slash text expander. And I basically can type in kind of like hashtag. Well, mine is hashtag S I G, which is short for signature and it types my email signature. So I have one set up. So if somebody says, Hey, I've got a great uh, guest for you on the logic weight loss podcast, I'm going to go hashtag, you know, L W L. And that will send them over to the pod it page to say, Hey, if you want to be a guest, you got to fill out this form and get that out of my inbox. I think it's a pretty interesting idea. And I started to, just off the top of my head, come up with some some potential questions. So the first one I'm going to ask, in no apparent order is, do you have a link where I can hear you on a previous show? Because if you're talking into like a Blue Yeti located in another part of the house, I really don't want you on my show because your audio is going to be horrendous. I might ask, are you willing to share the show on social uh, or email? And for the record, I never expect people to do that, but I would like to plant the seed that, you know, maybe that's kind of part of the deal here. You're going to share this. And I've mentioned this in the past. If you do the same old typical interview that this person has done 4,000 times, they're not going to put that in front of their audience. And I'll put a link in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 721. I did an episode all about interviews and things like that. So that might be one. Another one, if you really want to kind of get, you know, down and dirty here, did you listen to my show? If so, what is your favorite episode and why? That in theory will let you know right there, either one of two things, either A, they've actually listened to your show or B, they're pretty quick on their feet and went and looked at your episode titles. Again, depending on, you know, what you are thinking about and things of this nature, these are just ideas. You might go, mm, you know what, I'm not going to use that question, but I might rephrase that this way. And then I, this one I put, I've used this, as I don't know you, if you missed the episode with I, I talked to the guys, uh, Wealth Without Wall Street, I used that for them. And I said, look, I don't know you. I reserve the right to not publish the interview in the event your content doesn't fit my audience and i said that to the guys uh wealth without wall street and they said nope we've got we're pretty sure we're going to connect with your audience and i like that because if you don't have the confidence in your content and that also proved they knew my audience and they were a great fit i really like that interview so it also though gives you a guilt-free way of not publishing a show. You don't have to go, Oh, uh, sorry, uh, the computer ate it and I'm booked for the next six years. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just say, Hey, it wasn't a good fit. Thanks for coming. Another question you might ask on a questionnaire, what online platforms are you familiar with? And do you have a favorite? So if they say Skype or Ecamm or Zoom or StreamYard or SquadCast or CleanFeed or any of the other, you know, 8 million things that are out there. I'm a big fan of SquadCast, but you might ask them that just kind of in a way to see what level of technical know-how are we dealing with here now? Because if I have three people that want to be on my show, one says I love SquadCast and the other two go, uh, the phone? Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Um, Another one here. Out of your, I was trying to figure out, here, here's, here's what I'm trying to ask, and I'm trying to be polite. I was told this week that you are a very direct person, Dave Jackson, and I guess that's a good thing at times. But what I want to ask is, what are you going to say that's valuable to, to my audience? You know, what how how can I know that you are bringing value? So this is how I worded it. Out of your experiences, which one will resonate the best with my audience? That's my polite way of saying How do you really fit with my audience here? So I like the idea. I'm going to start playing with this tool a little bit. I love the fact that they have a free plan. And then if you want to upgrade, you get some extra perks. You get to add some extra photos and add a YouTube video and a couple other things like that. Makes a nice little one page. And again, this is a, a way of avoiding, hopefully, getting some of the spam out of your inbox, getting some of the not so qualified people to be on your show. And and don't forget, I got a new client this week. Love her to death. She's been on blog talk radio forever, and she finally got the courage to, to leave because I said, look, nobody is listening to shows. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I'm not listening to any shows. I know a lot of people that the minute they hear that blog talk radio and then everybody sounds like this on the show, because they use the phone. And she finally said, yeah, help me move. And uh, I was talking to her about this, and I said, "You got to remember, it is your show." In fact, one of the really great things about podcasting is it's yours. It is a hundred percent yours. There's no committee. There's no. If you're doing a solo show, you get to pick everything, and it is yours. Aisha Tyler is an actress. She's a director. She's a talk show host. She's a comedian. And she said that's one of the things she loves about podcasting is the fact that what else can you say, this is mine? And if you say, my house, well, you're probably sharing that with your your bank. If you're married, there's somebody else's name on the lease. Podcasting is yours, and you can do with it whatever you want. And so it is up to you. When people say, oh, I had a really bad guest, I go, mm, nope, sorry. Unless they really just did a complete Jekyll and Hyde you didn't vet them enough. And I'm getting back into that content that I did about interviews. And again, I'll have a, a link out in the show notes. at schoolofpodcasting.com slash seven, two, one. Here is a thought. I've been watching The Last Dance. This is a documentary about the last season that Michael Jordan had with the Chicago Bulls. It's a really interesting documentary, because again, you're getting information that you can't get anyplace else. That's always a great criteria. I didn't realize that the back office of the Chicago Bulls was filled with, uh, in some cases, butt heads. But I love the fact there was one line in it, and it was uh, another professional player that said, the thing with Jordan is he never took a day off. He said he never wanted to have somebody said, yep, yeah, I bought my ticket. I went to see Jordan play. He had 22 points and three rebounds, which would have been way under par for Michael Jordan. He wanted everybody to go home and say, man, the night I went there, Jordan had 48, 15 rebounds and 27 assists. He wanted you to walk out of there saying, man, that guy, I just saw, I think, the best player ever in basketball. And that's why he constantly worked at making his game better, making it more consistent. At one point, he said he just started his entire offseason was nothing but working on muscle because he was just getting the snot beat out of him on the game. I thought about that is, you know, I always do the best I can for this show. I bring what I've assembled. I present it to you, hopefully in a fun, entertaining and somewhat energetic fashion. And when I hit record, when I hit publish, it's as good as I could do right there, but we we do need to remember that there are still a lot of people who have never heard your show. Podcasting is, even though it's been around, you know, 16 years, I've been around for 15 of those. It's still fairly new. There's still a lot of people that are brand new to podcasting. So when you are making a podcast, realize that there's going to be somebody that's hearing this episode, hearing your show for the very first time. All right. If you are new to the show right now, what was in April, now May of 2020, I'm somewhat obsessed with focus groups. I I feel that maybe one of the problems in podcasting is nobody is getting honest feedback. And so I found an article, again, links in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 721, and this person talks about getting their podcast way up on the charts. Now, I've said in the past, really being at the top of the charts doesn't really do as much as you probably think it does. But in this article, he did mention that the episodes were 45 minutes long. And again, I'm going to quote Valerie Geller, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. But he does point out that it took him roughly three months to produce an episode. That's a lot of time into one episode. And so he, he goes on in this article to say his goal with the podcast was to determine if the concept was going to resonate with anybody apart from my parents, who I knew were going to tell me that the show was amazing, never mind the fact that they don't speak English. He said, so I created a survey asking the listeners of the show to rate each episode on a scale from one to four, where you had poor, let's say, was number one. uh, So-so was number two. Good was three. And great was four. And if you're going to do surveys, I've talked about this in the past. You always use even numbers. Always. Why is that? Because if he had said one to five, it's way too easy to give him straight threes. When somebody picks either a two or a three, they either eh, didn't like it so much or they eh, it wasn't that bad, went over to the three. So the question of the month for May is, and I'm, I'm looking for people maybe even in the marketing world here, anybody with any kind of focus group, uh, experience. I would love to hear from you. When you launched your podcast, what kind of feedback did you get? I, I asked this question on Saturday when I do ask the podcast coach, that's a live show I do. And somebody said, no, seriously, my friends will tell me that's horrible. And maybe that's your answer. Send that in schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I do need these by Friday, May 22nd and uh, it will be coming out then. Your voice will be right here on the show on the 25th of May answering the questions. And so this could be anything. If you did a focus group, how did you do it? What did you learn? If you didn't do a focus group, why not? There's no judgment here. I just want to hear all things focus groups. Have you ever heard good things about focus groups? Have you ever heard bad things? Have you ever run a, are you of a, a marketing firm? How did you organize a focus group? I'm trying to figure this out because I think this is something that the space needs, a place for people to get feedback. And so this this month's question is very uh, selfish. I just want to know about it. And again, you can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Mark the date. May 20th is when I'm doing the Your Podcast website. We're going to talk about the different tools that you can use to make your website, what should be on your website, how it should look, what is good design, as well as a cool tool that you can use to make a great looking website in about 10 minutes. It's amazing. You could check it out right now, schoolofpodcasting.com slash webinar. Last up, this is another quick one. If you're, uh, I'm going to date myself. Does anybody know Side Two of Abbey Road by the Beatles, where they took a bunch of little songs and struck them together to make like one big giant sound? It's a great album, by the way. So I feel like I'm doing here. This podcast was, well, I actually took a couple podcasts this week and I've been using Descript. Descript is D E S C R I P T. There is no affiliate link. Doggone it. Because I really, I've talked about this in the past and I'm bringing it up again here because somebody asked me about it. This is a tool. You bring the audio in and you basically can have it transcribed. The transcription, I don't really care how accurate it is because I don't use transcriptions. I use it for one feature. And that is I find the first um, I right click on it. It says, this is a filler word. And I go, "Uh uh-huh. And I go delete them all. And I did this on a show recently and it removed 23 ums from a single file. And there's a part of me that goes, yeah, but that's going to make some of those that are a little harsh. And I'm going to sound like Bugs Bunny on Poison where all of a sudden it got all, no, I am still, I keep listening to the show. And so I used this the other night and I realized that I just kept listening and listening and listening. And there wasn't really much editing which I don't do a ton of editing for people. If you need an editor, you could approach me. I think I have room for one more person. But I'm noticing that if I run it through this feature, de-um it, that I can then uh, go through and do the rest of the editing really quickly, which then brings your bill down. And it's not much. If you want to have your own Descript, I want to say it's, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks a month and it does the transcripts. And like I said, I don't really use transcripts I know the the thought is if you put all these words on your page, you'll get more traffic to Google. But to me, transcripts are hard to read. And by the time I could actually take the transcript and whip it into something to read, I could just retype it. It was kind of cool. I ran the interview with uh, Brent through Descript and again, de-ummed it. And I went through that and grabbed some really cool sound bites and put those in the show notes. So if you haven't checked out Descript, they do have a 30-day trial if you want to check it out. And again, this is not an affiliate link, but if you want to check it out, it's a pretty amazing tool right now. And I keep waiting for it to go, ah, see, there it is, I told you. And so far, it hasn't happened. And during a live setting especially, something like Ask the Podcast Coach or an interview where we're just having a conversation, I'm an um machine. Behind the scenes, I am an um machine. If you hear me on somebody else's show, then you'll go, man, Dave's an um machine. So check that out. And something else you might want to check out is the School of Podcasting. I've been making a ton of shows. I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So I'm glad you're here at the end because normally this is how the sausage is made and that kind of stuff is boring. But just to do this quickly, here's what's coming in the school of podcasting. I'm completely deleting what I have for how to build your website. And I found a couple different tools that make making your website super easy. So we're gonna have like, here's like simple, here's a little more advanced, here's a little more advanced. And then if you wanna go full fledged Word, WordPress and go crazy, here it is. It's gonna be super simple. Then it dawned on me that one of the things I always preach is what is something that you can do what is something, what is your perspective that makes you unique to your podcast? Approach your topic that way. And it dawned on me, as much as people go, Dave Jackson is weird. He has 37 different podcasts. Well, I have a podcast on just about every platform there is to, to have one. I actually resurrected one and just put it on Podbean. And what I'm going to do in the next couple months is I'm going to have one giant course that will allow you to shop Basically, Libsyn and Podbean and Blueberry and Captivate and Pinecast and Red Circle and Anchor all in one place so that you can see why like some of these have I I say they all have superpowers and I'm not going to talk about them now because you're going to have to pay for it. But there are some podcast hosts that do things that other ones don't. That's coming in the future, and that's the kind of thing I'm doing if you're wondering like why this show isn't normally forty minutes like it normally is well it's, we're we're cruising up about thirty three minutes. We're really not that short. That's what's going on, and I've been getting the the latest crop is that the right word the the gaggle to use my buddy Kyle's word uh uh the latest group of students at the School of podcasting are so great on feedback to go that doesn't make sense. That tutorial's blurry. It's from like 2016. And I kind of pride myself on keeping things up to date. And I know right now I need to redo my Blueberry stuff because Blueberry just came out with a new version of PowerPress. I need to update that. So over the next couple of weeks, if these are just a little shorter, it's because I got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So thanks so much for listening. If you're thinking about joining the School of Podcasting, you now see what's coming up. And it, I just want it to be the place where people come to learn how to podcast. And if you want to do that, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And I will see you on the inside. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Stay safe. And until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. and i'll put a link in the skirt over the easy for me to say